It's a question I may ask myself every day. What are the lessons that I know today that I didn't know tomorrow? First of all, the lessons are progressive. So I guess it does go back today to the notion of be ready to adapt. I mean, anything can happen. Open, be open-minded. Um, you know, one of the things that I found is the most uh, useful was to float above the emotions or to be able to look at things from a, an outside perspective with an open heart. Um, that allowed me a um, large advantage that was not there at the very beginning. Welcome to our series entitled The I Am Podcast, a podcast about innovation, business, and most importantly, people. In this series, we'll be talking to founders, executives, and various experts about their vision, challenges, best practices, and lessons learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Meet Michael Malul, the co-founder and CEO at Sherrod. Michael is creating an impact on the economy, environment, and relationships. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, we are joined by the co-founder and CEO at Sherrod, Michael Malul. Thank you for joining me today, Michael. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you, and welcome to the I Am Podcast. So let's get started. I'd love to hear how you tell the world how awesome your product is. Could you share your elevator pitch? So ours is quite simple. Uh, we just say the following notion. In Share It, you can actually shop without spending money. That's where it ends. That's then uh, we have some uh, consecutive questions coming along, but that is it. That's the difference. Okay, share everything, right? I checked your website and it says you can find almost anything in Sherrod's marketplace, right? Tens of thousands of things and items. So I want to ask you, like, how many items can you upload per day? Generally, the average active user, uh, which let's say came to visit at least in the last 60 days, on average, would upload about 37 items a month. That is the average in our system. Um, it's fun. It's easy, simple. So it's up to you. You can you can you can upload more. You can upload less. But that's the average. Okay, so it's unlimited. If you can do it thirty a day, you can do it. Yeah, I mean it's up to you. The more you share with the shared community, the more points you're gonna get, and then gonna be able to actually shop more without spending money. Um, it it works on a very simple notion. Everything that helps the entire community is gonna get rewarded. Um, and yes, sharing items and sharing the things you have that are awesome and no longer use is great for everybody. It increases the it increases the size of our mall where you can <laughs> shop without spending money. So uh, it's rewarded with points. Yeah, awesome. No matter what the type, the size or the worth, right? But I'm curious, uh, would you know the smallest item ever uploaded on your site? Mm -hmm. So, Funny enough that you mentioned that, first of all, it doesn't matter which item you upload. Uh, there is uh, some, uh, there is an algorithm that runs behind the scene and, and does multiple multiple um, calculations to understand how many points to provide you uh, back to issue you as a member. Um, small items could have been like, uh, let's say, uh, it would be an example of a small item. It's very hard to sell it back on a regular marketplace, but 
In Sherit, you can. Sherit is doing something very um, different from anybody else. We're handling a long tail of items, meaning that while you can sell a phone, here is an iPhone, it's easy to sell for money. It is really not easy to sell that. It's not easy to sell book toys, uh, books and toys for kids, uh, or even most of the fashion we wear. It's really not a simple test to sell it back. Obviously, there are malls, there are shops, online uh, websites. Everybody try to sell more and more items, and we buy them. Then we stock them. We have them at our closets. Um, so Sherid allows you a whole new wallet with points, and using that, you can create a whole new marketplace of things that are not being sold in their regular market. Awesome. So, well, talk to me about uh, the idea. I mean, how did this come about, this whole shared idea? So, shared idea actually started, uh, it started from three directions. The biggest, the bigger why that I have is I wanted to do something that is um, associated with an impact technology. That's the fundamentals. Um, yes, it's related to the environment and reusing things, so that's uh, already a good start. But then when I end more and I became a father and I saw how my kids are growing and everything is changing, uh, you have um, fashion was changing for a long time. And I've noticed that it doesn't matter how much we get, there's always a need for more. And you, we don't use it a lot. It's still awesome. It's amazing. But we're let it, giving it, you know, we're just giving it aside. When the kids came on board, clothes, shoes, toys, books, everything got recycled. Everything was the interest changed quickly. And yet again, we're stuck with awesome things that I cannot sell back for money. It doesn't worth the time, but I had them and they were awesome. Someone else can use them. So all together uh, with the desire to be in a, in a reuse, in a place where you can re reuse items while you can still be innovative in uh, putting some tricks by replacing how you exchange. Instead of money, you exchange with points, and now you change the whole game. That is uh, the simple change that we've done just to uh, create a whole new marketplace. Hmm. Who uses your product? Mm -hmm. So fundamentally, the main users that we started with uh, to test with actually in pilot were moms. As I told you, yeah. I saw the needs in my place. I saw the needs. Uh, with my own kids and uh, how uh, my wife and family could use it. And in the most fundamental essence of it, moms were stuck with the biggest uh, set of responsibilities to take care of uh, a lot of the needs for kids for your home, kitchen. We have tons of kitchen items, yeah. um, getting the right books, getting the right toys, changing the clothing. And, and you know, the, the good thing with kids they're not yet too worried about the fashion uh, that they're going to be wearing, right? So uh, it gives us parents a lot of uh, bandwidth in how to play it out. Plus, moms, um, really, just like me, like a dad. I'm a dad. I have my own desires as far as it comes to getting new stuff, new shirts, new pants, new shoes. So it kind of like went along, and, and, and uh, women were the foundations of what we're doing. Today, we opened up for men and women. After we finish the pilot and uh, kind of like say it out loud that we're here and welcome to join us. Um, so everybody are welcoming. We have actually younger generation that are stepping in for the first time in their life. They have a wallet. Mm -hmm. Yes, the wallet has points, but they can, now can replace games with their friends. 
PlayStation games, right? They can exchange for points. They can get each other to to do bunch of things that are interesting to them. But they have a they have a, a, a place where they can actually get things without the need for money. All they had to do is participate. So the ranges in our application uh, is slightly higher than we expected initially. Wow, from moms to millennials. Yeah, Anyone can upload. How about you? I mean, have you uploaded or sold a lot of your stuff on that site? I have exchanged a quite a good amount, mm -hmm. uh, mostly um, through my wife, who is the main uh, uh, channel of us exchanging um, hundreds, hundreds of items. Um, I think about 70% of all the th things that I'm getting to my kids are coming from the application. It, it, it actually is a nice benefit as a parent. You teach your kids, um, you're done with that book. Awesome. Upload, give it to some other kid. We'll get some points for it. And then you can go ahead and select something else. So it gives us kind of like an edge that even though we could buy the new book, um, it creates an appreciation from the kid to the items they get. And there is an emotional piece to it. You get it from someone who cared about that item and that someone is actually happy that that item found a new home and someone else is enjoying it instead of it collecting dust. So it's gonna, it has benefits to it. Yes, so speaking of benefits, what impact would you like to create? So Charity's impact at first is economical. In Israel, um, we have had, uh, our, let's say we're beyond the pilot stages. We have numbers that identifies that an active user on average would increase their available income by 26%, available spending income. 26%, um, that's, that's a very significant number. Um, that is all the money that's being uh, used for food, uh, buying clothes, going to the movies, anything you choose, that money can redirect itself now and not being used for a bunch of things that you can get on shared. So economical impact is number one. The secondary is environmental by being part of the reusing of items in the secondhand marketplaces. Third is relationships. Sherit is built upon relationships. Um, we tend to say we're not like, a, we're not a fake social system. We're actually by practice connecting people that work together. Um, we have a wish system. It's an interesting story behind it. Maybe Please I'll share, share that. Yeah. Uh, the wish system is one of the more surprising things that happened to us. Well, we kept on asking, why are you, why do you like Sherry? Why are you coming back? And honestly, if I'll be blunt, why did you just upload 50 items the last month? That's a lot. It's the biggest engagement we've seen in the P2P marketplace. Um, and they're saying, well, people care about me. And I said, but how? Because of them getting uh, stuff you, you're willing to give? And they said, no, they're fulfilling my wishes. <laughs> well, I was surprised. I designed the product and I have no idea what they're talking about. But they explained to me that they opened the WhatsApp group where they're posting things that they would be happy to have, four points. And they started to help each other. And the human aspect kicked in. Um, short afterwards, we started to design. And today we have a small wish list within our app that allows people to put what the things that they want to have. And you can fulfill a wish directly to that person. That is not an item that goes for everybody to see. It's a person-to-person -person relationship. And then another thing that I found out as a user in the system 
is that let's say I'm, I'm getting to, uh, we met through the app and not knowing I'm just gonna, not knowing any family status, I'm just gonna give it as an hypothetical example. If your kids are similar to my kids age, we found an interest, we found a connection and we can help each other bounce back things. Or maybe your kids are slightly older than mine, then we can inherit things or vice versa, right? Uh, we can inherit clothes that are now smaller to your kids and are in my kids' sizes. So the whole thing of working together bombed. Um, it's a secondary level. And that was one of the main reasons why I think people are repeating and coming back every day. We have a large, we're about 30% of the people that come on a daily basis have, spent, have visited us in the last month. I'm not sure if uh, the word Dao Mao means anything, but um, this is a fairly significant daily active users ratio to a monthly active users ratio uh, that we're seeing in our app. Wow, amazing. I like, I like the impact. I mean, economical, especially environmental, right? But there are people who are not into like secondhand things. What are your thoughts, especially the during COVID, right? People are very anxious about exchanging, going out, you know, handing stuff. So what are your thoughts? Generally, um, the thoughts would be that we're lucky to be in a diverse world where people have many opinions and many ways to look at life. There is nothing that I know of this planet that everybody likes. Secondhand um, items or shopping secondhand, it's something that many people like, just to give you a perspective, Facebook alone, Facebook marketplace alone has 800 monthly active users, 800 million active uh, monthly active users, just Facebook alone, nothing else. So how many are we on the planet today, May? How many are we on the planet today? <laughs> like about 7.5 billion. Okay. Yeah, so it's quite of a high percentage, um, if I take it to account, uh, the, of people saying, I'm into it, I like it. Um, secondly, I what we are seeing is that the younger generation is more and more accepting that as yeah. a way of life, understanding that, hey, we, uh, the older generation uh, and older than me, might have placed our kids, my kids, the next generation, the one after, in an extreme spot. And we gotta we gotta start thinking differently. Not just uh, count the GDP, how much money we make, without uh, any concern to the impact around us. Right, right. And I think humans have that. Like we like things that are not ours, that belong to other people, and would like to use that. You know, have a feel of what it is to use things that are not ours. <laughs> okay. So potentially, uh, I'm sorry, I'm stopping. I'm just gonna give you, give you another perspective. We okay. humans like to enjoy and buying new things is fun at the purest mm. level and if you look at the most fundamentals it's either you have carrot and a stick so that is a carrot to buy something new in short you can get it without the financial impact while you still enjoy the concept but you are doing it in a responsible way and in a relationship building way so that is when you get to that level it's as basic as that nice okay well, share with us your struggles, you know, from the first version released up to now. Please share your struggles and challenges. Well, um, I guess you, you're familiar with that. Um, everybody who runs a startup 
uh, identifies very quickly that every day comes with running those, uh, running a company uh, in the idea uh, phase, and then in getting the initial funds phase, and then development phase, and then hitting the market, and then sustaining the users, and then creating a model that works around that. Um, it's all a struggle, um, but it, it, I think that the main question around it is um, whether you can separate the struggle and, and get it from, not suffer from that, but get it as a, as a pain that's good. You know, when, uh, awkward example. When somebody's doing a massage, mm-hmm. they might say hey, it's painful. <clears throat> it is pain, but it's a good pain, right? You're going through a process that it might hurt you a bit as, as somebody's squeezing your back, but it's for a good purpose. So um, the notion is there are endless struggles in each phase. They do not stop, but know to take them as a good pain that teaches you and uh, adapt through them. If you want a specific one, I can point, but it's just going to be a new one tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Is there a crazy story that you have experienced since you founded your company, since you founded Sharon? You know, when, uh, when you look at a, in a forest of crazy stories and you need to pick one tree of a crazy story, I wonder what's going to be the accurate one for this conversation. A story about the product that, that you wake up one morning and you realize that a small app within your app has been created by users again. I told you about the wish thing that they taught me about. The next thing they taught me about was unexpected. And the crazy thing is that a whole app was built within our app. Um, it's, uh, how is that? As I told you, we, we're allowing shopping without spending money. And what we did not handle is the shipping. We said, just come and pick it up. And after some time, I, I learned that there has been a group of women that connected together. And they said, hey, I'm, I'm living in that city, but I work in here, in Tel Aviv, about 40 kilometers away. I don't mind grabbing your item and, and shipping it over for you as a friend. Then the rumor spread, and another lady wanted to join it, and then another one, and then it was too much. So that same woman started to get points for that. She asked, okay, so, so just give me some points, and I'll do it. I'll, I'll be happy to do it. Before you know it, when I first analyzed that, we had 386 routes that has been created <clears throat> just on a WhatsApp group between women that work together and help each other carry stuff from one place to another, driving to their families, driving to their work, driving to siblings, whatever. But they would carry that with them and then get points. Um, okay. I was shocked, but then I realized that I have a huge app within the app. What do I do with it? Kill it? Do I push it? It's a dangerous thing because it's a whole new attention. It's a, it's a whole new realm, which you don't know. That was a, a huge surprise. Huge. Good one, but still huge. Yeah, I'm interested. How did you deal with that? <clears throat> so we don't have the app to show you live how I dealt with it. But generally speaking, at the beginning, I've done what many people do. I gave them an Excel, <laughs> a Google Sheet. And I started to organize to see the size and how it's divided, <clears throat> how many cities are involved. And what I saw is that we look like an airport. I started to draw it on a map and the connections, and I saw that there was tons of connections. 
The next step was starting to host it lightly in the app by saying, okay, so let's say, May, if I come to you to pick up an item, you may ask me, Michael, would you mind to grab some items from me and have them pick up from your place? So I drive over, I pick up some things that I got from you, and you give me another bag that is from someone else, and they would pick it from my address. It would enable you, if I say yes, it would enable you to go to your account and add a new address, a shipper's address. So you have your address, your parents' address, but your friend's address as, as, as another shipment point. So you can extend your reach. Mm. Yes, it would cost 10 points that you have to give me. It's helping you. But your reach now is wider and it's all reusing existing routes. I'm already on the way to you. I'm already picking up something so we can exchange and have you spread your reach to a wider reach. Uh, just to give you perspective, some people would have only two friends on it, but some can have 30 friends. Everything is without any money. Nothing is being paid for any shipping services. So by people for people. Mm, okay, wow, that's interesting. And I also want to ask about the funding since you mentioned that. So could you give us one, one best practice or what tip or strategy when it comes to fundraising? Well, again, it depends on where you are. Um, if you're just a person with a dream, then make sure your dream is uh, solid and rich in, um, rich in high. But, but I would say that the one thing that applies to everything, know who you should aim, who is your audience when you fundraise. There are many types of people that are willing to put funds. Mm -hmm. The first question is, who are you? at that stage, at that very moment of time, and who is the audience that would entertain your pitch? That is uh, applicable to any moment in any phase. Okay, this is about entrepreneurship and you as an athlete, right? You said, uh, well, you've swum for 20 years of your life and you said swimming and entrepreneurship is connected. So how does that connect? It connects in... Um, two main parts that in, in my short experience and my short travel uh, on this planet, I'm 36 today, uh, not today, in general, I'm 36 years old. Swimming sports, um, especially the ones that you're with yourself against the clock, you are gonna face failures on a 20 year old. Actually, over, over, even in five years or 10 years in sports, you're gonna fail. You're gonna have to re-engage re and find new power within yourself to go at it the next day, find ways to improve. Mm -hmm. You're gonna to have to adapt, which is the second thing. So the first one is tenacity, not being able to keep on going. Doesn't matter what you see, how tough it is, you gotta keep on going and you have to find a way in to get to your destination, whatever is your goal. Second one is, is adapting because what you learn over time is that you can always do things better. And doing things better sometimes means slightly different. And it's not so easy to change habits, to change what you think, to change your biases, adaptation and tenacity altogether, uh, which I was forced to keep on doing in swimming to get into uh, uh, being better and better is the same thing I'm not forced, but I'm using as an entrepreneur um, and as a person who's decided to go for a startup, especially in a blue ocean environment. 
Okay, I like that blue ocean. Okay, what are the important lessons that you can share with our viewers, with your fellow founders, with aspiring entrepreneurs in their journey? It's a question I may ask myself every day. What are the lessons that I know today that I didn't know tomorrow? The first of all, the lessons are progressive. So I guess it, it does go back to the, to the notion of be ready to adapt. I mean, anything can happen. Open, be open-minded. Um, you know, one of the things that I found is the most uh, useful was to float above the emotions or to be able to look at things from a, an outside perspective with an open heart. Um, that allowed me a um, large advantage that was not there at the very beginning. But um, I think that this would have been one of them. You have a good question. So, uh, Adopt. Sure. Yeah, be ready for change. Okay. Be ready for change every day, pretty much. Every day, right. Okay. Change is not pivot, right? But uh, be ready to adapt to things. <laughs> not necessarily pivoting. Pivoting is a whole new subject. Right. It's a whole different subject. I'm sorry. Okay, so this statement you have to fill. So this is going to be my last question for you. I am Michael, your blank founder. So I think impact, impact. Uh, my why ties back to changing the way we go about, we humans go about. We have to be more responsible. So impact would be the one thing I would look to tie myself with anything that I do. Um, it's a wide, it's a big word, but I mean it in the most uh, fundamental essence. Um, and it does go down to our day to day and how we go about. Mm, okay. Well, like always think that you have to create an impact in whatever you do. Well, we're in my awkward mind. It's a must at this point. We don't must. really have another choice. So. <laughs> I like that mindset. Okay. See. Thank you very much for sharing. It was very insightful. Thank you. Like um, practical and of course, full of impact. Thank you, May. It was lovely speaking with you and uh, all the best. All the best to share it. This podcast is powered by iamops.io. Optimize your cloud infrastructure and CICD process with iamops.io dedicated DevOps team. Check out www.iamops.io and get a DevOps team now. Make sure to check out www.imops.io if you want to know more about us. Subscribe to our podcast so you can get notified every time we post a new video. Thank you and you have a great day.